Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready for some hot, steamy conversation? <laughs> I don't know about how steamy it is, but hot, yeah. <laughs> My mother and I had a fantastic relationship. This is Stephen, and I just want to share. Uh, yeah, I want to expound on that just quickly, because the real man... Good morning, and welcome to Coffee Talk. I'm Soy, host of the fastest-growing online talk show where we discuss real topics with real people in real situations. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show where real talk happens every Saturday at 10 a.m. Well, you know, September is the month to be remembered. There are a lot of great things that happen in the month of September. One is that it is my birth month. Yes, I will be celebrating life. It's a wonderful thing. Some people feel that they're not too big on celebrations, but I'm here to tell you life is short. Life is precious. It's God has blessed you to be here to see the anniversary of your birth celebrate it. It is to be celebrated. Don't take it lightly. There are people who are not here and wish they could have celebrated their birthday one more year. So do be inspired, encouraged, and, and, and be thankful. Be grateful. So happy birthday to all the Virgos out there, Virgo Nation. Also, I want to let you know that September is Lymphoma Awareness Month. And lymphoma is a blood cancer, one that I have battled and survived. And I want to encourage all those out there who are walking uh, on that road of cancer to be empowered, be encouraged. You can live through it. There is life after. So I want to empower those and lift them up as well. So lymphoma awareness is this month, and you will see me promoting that on my website, on my social media sites. I am an advocate for blood cancer and advocate for research, and I do do campaigns and fundraisers to help support those causes. So look out for the green ribbon, the lime green ribbon. That's exactly what it means. Speaking of fundraisers and things like that, our show today is, is, is geared around tragedy. We we know that some things in life are inedible. One, death. It's kind of been tabooed as people don't like to talk about it. And when it comes to making preparations for death and and how to bury someone and, and how to help transition them, we tend to put it off as if it's never going to happen. Why, why, why do we do that? God has promised us that that will happen. One day all of us will expire. So today we're going to talk about the expiration of life unexpectedly. And when you have someone who um, has lost their life to tragedy or um, there's a lot of violence in, in America right now, and a lot of young people are being victimized by that, and it's, and it's really traumatizing the family. And because you have not made preparations to um, bury or, you know, take care of your loved ones, you, you run into some issues. And we're, and we're going to talk about that this morning because my question, my question is, has GoFundMe replaced life insurance? 
there are more and more people are finding themselves in crisis, as I said, and yielding toward this kind of crowdfunding to bury their loved ones. But is it working? Does it does it does it work for you? And and, and that and that's my question. I too have have had to take responsibility for for loved ones that has transitioned, and I I, I had not used GoFundMe, but I see that that people are using it. And uh, one thing about me is I'm a researcher. I like to kind of go and get the facts. And so I went online and and looked it up and read more about it. Like how many people are actually using this and and to what degree is it working? Well, on the the GoFundMe platform, there are more than 22,000 campaigns attributed towards funerals and deaths, more than 22,000. And it appears that the average maximum raise is $2,500. So I sought out a person who is a final expense specialist, right? A final expense specialist. So this person's line of business is to help people fund funerals. Can you imagine that? A final expense specialist, someone that helps you find money and find proper ways to to, um, financially support your loved one's transition of life. So the person that I have in the cafe with me that discussed this is none other than Keisha Brown. Keisha Brown is originally from New York. She's in the Atlanta area, and she's been here for about 21 years. Now, she has an executive MBA and a BS in organizational communication. So that means that she has the skill set to deal with this. She's a mother, of, and she is she, she volunteers for a lot of um, uh, campaigns and activities and things in, in the Atlanta area. She, she loves animals, she loves life, and she loves helping people. So please help me welcome to the show Keisha Brown. Good morning, Keisha. How are you? Good morning, Soy. I am well, thank you. Oh, oh, I'm looking at your bio here, Keisha, and it says that I consider the type of work I do to be a ministry. Wow. Because I evangelize to everyone, everywhere, that they need to have some type of final expense plan in place. That is awesome. Thank you. So, Keisha, tell me, how did you um, – have you ever experienced uh, – having to bury someone or, or having that responsibility of um, caring for someone's um, transition? Yes, I have. Unfortunately, I have had to deal with the experience of being responsible for the burial of my father. And the grief alone is burdensome, but when you deal with the debt of the the grief, Simultaneously, it is a tragedy for the living, for those that remain. So, yes, I have had to deal with it. I was the executrix of his estate, and fortunately, he did have uh, life insurance. However, it wasn't enough to cover everything that he had. So if you imagine you have your own expenses, and then you're responsible now for someone else's expenses, you know, their home mortgage, the lights and gas still have to run until 
maybe you liquidate that property. So, yes, it is very expensive to um, bury someone and then have to finalize their estate. Mm-hmm. Did you, um, during that period of time that you were dealing with that, did you um, utilize crowd, some type of crowdfunding support? I did not utilize uh, crowdfunding support. Like I said, he did have um, a life insurance policy. However, it just wasn't enough to cover everything. So I had to utilize my own funds and be creative in ways of how to get things done. You know, I I remember reading something some time ago where uh, there was a person who was um, someone's family member or someone had passed away. And I think it was, I think it may have been an elder person, someone bearing their mom or dad, and they did not have uh, a life insurance in place. And they were trying to collect money to bury their, their loved ones. And it had been well over a week before they was able to at least pull some things together. And it, it was such that, you, you know, like when you once your body um, perishes and, over periods of time, certain things begin to happen to your body, you know, and the body begins to deteriorate. Well, it, it was such that it, it took weeks to get the money together that um, the person had really darkened in color and, and it was really hard for, and I remember the person being frustrated and very upset because even to, to deal with the death of a loved one and then to deal with the stress of trying to get your money together. And then after getting some money together, but you can have some kind of service. Now the, the body is such that the family is, is, is in argument about whether we should present the body to the public because how it's been decomposed over time. That right. is awful. Yes, it is. It is. That's a tragedy. And no one should have to suffer um, that level of tragedy or grief. So so what what's made this um, GoFundMe thing so popular? Is it that it's quick? It's a way to um, get money real quick? So what, what, what makes this popular f- for people? Or is it more like a last resort kind of thing? I believe that GoFundMe, if you put it out there, it pulls on the heartstrings of those that are close to you. Okay, my friend, my loved one, someone that I know, they have passed, and they don't have enough money, so let me try to help them out. Let me try to give. So I believe it tries to pull on the heartstrings of those who remain to be responsible for something that that person should have been responsible for. However, I don't see it as a successful vehicle um, for planning. I just don't. It's kind of impromptu. You know, it's something that you have to do, like, right now, I need this money. However, had that person planned, you know, for the inevitable, like you said before, then this wouldn't be something that their loved ones, their friends, their families would have to fund for them. Do you, do you think that it's more of, a, of an embarrassment? You know, because at a certain age, we should be responsible for our own lives. We're responsible for where we live, how we eat, how we live, and, and that kind of thing. Do, do, you, do you see it that it's, it's, it's a public 
uh, announcement of irresponsibility. Yes, it is. It places you on a broad platform that I have not been responsible in taking care of. There's no other word that I can find to describe it. Yes, it's, it's at a high level of embarrassment because it exposes that you haven't been responsible for the very thing that you should have been responsible for. Some, you know, some people may may feel that um, it was a financial burden to to have insurance. Um, so let's talk about the the kinds of work that that you do, and, and what you could offer people, and so they can have something instead of um, uh, having to resort to GoFundMe. Okay. Well, I am a final expense specialist, and what I do, I help people. <clears throat> fund for their final expenses. Um, I offer a whole life insurance policy that can range from $1,000 to $35,000. And I always tell people that having something in place is better than having nothing in place. So there are options um, for those individuals that can't afford to have a full-fledged funeral. Um, Some people opt to do a cremation, which may be more affordable for them at the time. Some people, they start out with a lower rate policy, and then as their monetary means increase, then they also increase that policy. So, for example, I had a client last week. She had a $12,000 policy, and with inflation and cost rising, she said, I need to look at my plan again, and she added another $3,000 to her existing policy. So there are ways and means um, that I can work with people to get them to at least have something in place for their time of transition. Now, now how far can can twelve can twelve grand take you in terms of of uh, burial? Because you know I, I have a life insurance policy, and I I have made some plans and, and told my children. Uh, what I want to happen in, in the event of my death. I've even already created my program as to okay. everything, what it's going to say, what what you, what you they need to say about me, what I want them to share, or what I don't want them to share. So I, I've already created that whole program. All they have to do is uh, upload a picture and, and it's written, printed. But um, how far will, will 12G take you today? Because I, I wouldn't want my family spending a lot of money on on my I, I want them to keep that money and and use that to further their life and further advance them because I will no longer be here to financially help them when they're in trouble. So I wouldn't want them taking all that money and just I I, I don't think that my transition should be that costly. So so what does twelve grand look like today? Twelve grand today, um you would get a nice funeral. You could get a nice steel gauge casket you can get a flower spray. Um, you can get the vault that encases the casket. Um, you can get a burial marker. Now, you also have to keep in mind that you have to shop around for a funeral home because it could be the difference between paying $2,000 and $10,000 for the same funeral. Now, the the product that I'm offering, it comes with a membership to a guardian society that will contact 
three local funeral homes on behalf of your loved ones, and they will actually look at your policy. For instance, if you have $12,000 allotted towards your funeral, they will look at what your, your desires were, and they will actually shop around to accommodate what your final wishes were so that your loved ones are not overspending on, you know, a funeral. Like you said, you want to leave dollars and not debt to your family. So um, that's that's one of the great things about this product is that we, we protect the consumer, which would be the policy, the beneficiary as well as the policy owner. So they wouldn't have to overspend or worry about being price gouged by the funeral home. I have a question for you from um, a listener. The question is, can they, um, if they were to seek out a policy based on what they, based on my income now, and wanted to increase it, how, how likely is, is that? And is that a good idea? Oh, it's very likely. I mean, like I said, having something in place is better than having nothing at all. At least you have a fair step to work with and work towards. So, for instance, like I said, I had a client last week. She had a $12,000 policy. She wanted to add an additional 3000 and I did that. It was fine. I mean, she just had to answer some qualifying questions. But you can always build upon what you already have. Now let's 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 talk about the uh, the, the the policies that are offered. Is there anything less than twelve thousand? And 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 what does that look like monthly? If someone was like, well, I I can spend fifteen dollars a month or ten dollars a month. What what does that what does that get them? Well. And the way the insurance is written, it is written based on your age, written based on if you smoke or not, written based on um, your health condition. So that would vary for the population. So that's why insurance is more individualized. So I actually go to the client. I see them in person, and we discuss those things because they are of a personal nature. So I can't I can't say you know, what your premium amount would be based on your neighbor next to you because your health conditions may vary greatly. Your ages may vary greatly. So it is an individualized product. It is an individualized price. If you state that you just want $1,000 for the age and the health condition that you're in, then we'll come up with the price for that. So it it does vary. Okay, but there is some uh, there 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 is opportunity for for people to to get yes, something. There is there is an opportunity. There is an opportunity. What what does um, what are the I want to go back to um, GoFundMe because I, I just thought about something. I just thought about the, the fees that are associated with, with that. And I actually was reading an article a few days ago that was talking about the, the pros and cons of uh, certain types of, of crowdfunding. And, and the one, they mentioned that it, 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 it is untimely. 
which is, and when I read that, I thought about the scenario I, I mentioned earlier about the person's waiting to um, accrue a certain amount of money before they can actually go through with the burial, and, and it, it, it didn't happen as, as soon as they wanted. And I, I don't remember how they ended up handling that. I think they ended up doing some kind of memorial service where they didn't expose the body at all because right. of it, but I remember the the agony of, of the family meeting and arguing back and forth about what to do. So that was one of the um, the cons is, is that it was untimely. The other thing I saw that the fees the fees were high, um, and that there I don't know that there are other crowdfunding sites that, that you could use, and you should really um, check the, the you know the price and compare it you know to pick the best. Uh, product that, that you want to use, but what what other cons do you know of that uh, work against the uh, GoFundMe people who, who are doing that for the purposes of, of um, burial? Well, I think it again it takes the responsibility of the person who is deceased. It takes it off of them and it lays it on the people that have remained. And then, yeah, the crowdfunding people, they make whatever money they make off of the grief and the tragedy of the the living, find it to be positive for a death funding venture, Um, maybe for other fundraisers. You know, I can understand it maybe for cancer awareness or, you know, a children's fund or something like that. But I just feel like, for a death or a funeral, the individual and their family should be responsible. They should have educated themselves um, and secured a policy. You know, that, that, that's one of the things that we, we as black, in our communities of black people tend to uh, overlook and uh, it's kind of taboo to to talk about it. But um, what what advice can you give those listening out there to begin to put things in place and, and to begin to um, accept death as a reality that it's inevitable, it's going to happen? How do you right? Is this thing that you tell your clients to get themselves ready, or or anything that works for for you? Um, Normally, when I do vendor shows or I go to churches, I often open up with the icebreaker. And my icebreaker is, by a show of hands, how many people know your birthday? And everybody in the crowd raises their hand. (laughs) And my next question is, how many of you know your death date? And silence. No one knows their death date. So, and I tell them, that is why I'm here. I'm here to ensure that you are ready for when the inevitable happens because we don't know. You can be 21, you can be 41, 51. And the thing with our community is that insurance is not a tangible product. You don't get instant gratification from the purchase of it. So, you know, it's not like buying a pair of sneakers or stilettos or a dress or ice cream. So you don't get the instant gratification. However, what you get is solace and a peace of mind that you have been responsible 
that you've taken care of your family, you've taken care of the things that concern you and those who love you, that's where the gratification comes in. So that's what I tell my clients. You know, you don't want to leave here and leave debt and grief to your loved ones. If you love them, then your responsibility is to take care of every aspect that concerns them. That is that is that is so true. You know, I I lost my mom earlier than than I had had planned to. Um, I, I I lost her to accidental death at the hospital. She was going for in and out surgery, and there were some complications to their negligence that resulted in in, in her death. And, and luckily, she did have have things in, in place. It, it made it made the the walk through that process uh, a lot uh, easier with her taking on a responsibility. But you know, our our older um, our, our older generations tend tend to you know tend to have things like that in place. They would have. I remember when the insurance policies would, would be mailed, and the insurance man would, would come to the door. You know, uh, my, my grandmother. I think she probably had about a hundred. Right. Policies. You know, they would right. they would have policy here, policy there, fifty cent right. a week, you know, that, that kind of thing. But they were really really good in, in, in doing that and, and my mom was. And then I had a conversation uh with my dad and he's probably listening, he tunes into the show every week. And I, I was telling him, I said that you you know, you need to have things in place 'cause we live in we live in separate states. And right. he he gave me grief about it for you know for for a minute or two, and then finally I went to visit him last, and, and he handed me an envelope, and he said I got it all taken care of, and and it and it my eyes just you know was swollen because I was so appreciative of of that to know what to do, you know what right. what do I do, so that right. that information is very valuable, and I really appreciate you um you being on the show. So our show is winding down, and oh, I was just getting good. But uh, Keisha, tell uh, let's tell them where they can get more information about the company that, that she's with. She's with the, the Legacy of Legends, and uh, her website is on the is on my Facebook page, and it's also on the show page. You you can find her there. But Keisha, give give the audience a little goodbye, say something uh, encouraging to them, and, and leave any information that you would like. Sure. If anyone would like to contact me um, to go over a final expense plan, I would be happy to go over that with you and your family. I can be reached at 678-770-0399. And as Soy said, my website and email address are on her page. Thank you for having me. Oh, you've been an amazing guest. Amazing, amazing. You shared some information and you confirmed some things with, with me. I mean, I just love being on this show. Every week I learn something from my guests, and, and I hope that my listeners are being empowered and educated as well. I want to thank everyone for tuning in to Coffee Talk with Soy this morning, and I hope that you've been blessed by the information that has been shared. Visit the social media pages that I have under Coffee Talk with Soy. Also visit the website, coffeetalkwithsoy.com. We are taking sponsorships now. We're looking for ads for the for platforms. Uh, the real estate is impeccable on the website. So check it out and 
contact me if you're looking to market a product or even be a guest on the show. Have a great Saturday. Thank you all for listening. It's been awesome. Thank you, Keisha, for the information you shared with us today. All right, folks, that's it for today, and I'll see you right here next week on Coffee Talk with Toy, your new morning show. Bye-bye.